Welcome to the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Thank you for joining our weekly discussion around grief, mental health, and overall personal wellness. The Grief Bully Podcast will serve as a vehicle to help you navigate life's journey. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the podcast with anyone in your life that you think it will help. Let's bully grief together. What's up? What's up? What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Happy to be back here with you guys again. We are already on episode nine. I feel like the time is just completely flying, uh, but it has been great. So I'm excited to keep moving here uh, today, Monday, October the 14th. We are rocking and rolling. I am here solo, dolo. So I will be back on my chill vibe, uh, just bringing you guys nothing but positive energy, insight, and most importantly, love. Um, you know, last week we had a great episode. We had a guest on here. We had Kita, who's a dear friend of mine, uh, opened up. I mean, she really went in on uh, just her grief experience, her grief journey. Um, she really became very vulnerable with us. And uh, we're proud of her here on The Grief Bully and thank her for her uh, openness, her transparency, and just the feedback that we received from that episode and just how people really enjoyed it. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for where the show is going and what we are doing in the lives of many guys. I love talking about grief and uh, I can smile and say that today. And there's times where I am thinking to myself and I also do say to God aloud, you know, why did you choose me? Why did you choose me for the journey of talking about grief uh, on pretty much a daily basis and, and being really consistent with that. And um, I've let go of that. And I'm just saying now, like, okay, God, you know, what are we going to do next? What are we going to do? Um, what angles can we bring this? What topics can we address? Um, how can we help further the conversation and the dialogue around grief uh, or where it, uh, I guess, intersects with our mental health and our overall personal wellness. And I think we've been doing a good job at that. Um, shout out to everybody that's a part of the Grief Bully Tribe. You guys are dope and super amazing uh, for all the love and support that you continue to show to us here on the show as well as on social media um, as I continue to use my social platform as an outlet, as a tool and a resource to help uh, show other people that they are not alone, form their relatability and connectivity. Um, so I mentioned this before a few weeks ago or maybe last episode that I travel um, a great distance for my job, my full-time job. Um, I have a, a great commute and I spend a lot of my time either listening to other podcasts. Um, shout out to Unconventional Leaders, Heather Parody. Her show is dope. Um, if you're looking for some great content to just really help you with your mental health and wellness. Um, so I just wanted to shout out to Heather there, but I do listen to a lot of podcasts uh, on a daily basis. And if I'm not listening to podcasts, I am pretty much probably driving in silence. And I do that a lot because it gives me a lot of time to really think and just just draw near and dear and close to my thoughts and just um, tapping into oneself. And that's usually where I find my topics. You know, I'll say to Tanya, hey, what, I don't know what I'm going to talk about this week. I still haven't figured it out. And it's not because I don't have a laundry list. I mean, I have a long list in my notes on my phone of, of potential topics, but I'm the kind of person that I don't like to talk just to fill space. Believe it or not, I know that can sound funny because I tend to speak a lot, but I want to speak with purpose and I, and I take my audience very seriously. 
And I take pride in the value that I bring to your lives every week that you choose to put aside uh, between 20 and 40 minutes to listen to the podcast and the show. So I don't want to waste your time. And it's not that I feel like, okay, you know, I got to make sure I I bring this, uh, this dope content that's just, you know, exhilarating. But I want to bring something that's going to actually be beneficial and help you. And even if the show is not extremely long in length, I want it to be uh, extremely deep in value. And uh, it's not, again, about the quantity as much as it is about the quality of the show and what we're able to bring to our listeners every week. So let's uh, so let's get into it. Last week, Kita did touch on, uh, you know, in her journey, we touched briefly on uh, guilt and just some of the things that come along with that. And so in my efforts to be strategic with my content and the value that I bring to you all, I wanted to further elaborate on that uh, topic. So I thought after a social media post that I uh, I put it up the other day uh, with the if onlys will kill you, the if onlys will kill you. And it was just a few words and it just like did so much to my soul and, and my spirit. And, and it was really thought provoking to me because it kind of called me out, right? It called me out about holding myself hostage in many ways. And especially when it comes to the grief journey and just dealing with loss, right? Because when you have loss, uh, there becomes a sense of powerlessness. There becomes a sense of forced surrender, um, where I felt as though life and at times God during some of my angry spells, tied my hands. They just tied my hands and there was absolutely nothing I can do. And and I became extremely powerless in those moments. And so I got to thinking about this topic and I realized that just like most of my thoughts, um, I cannot be the only person that's going through this. And I know I speak more specifically about grief. And so this can, I guess, tie into any aspect of your life. But I want to draw your attention today um, to a moment in your life, maybe one or two, where you can vividly remember feeling extremely um, guilty when it comes to loss. So for me, I just want to, you know, travel back a little bit for where I was kind of introduced to this uh, on my journey. And I'll tell you more specifically about an experience where the if onlys and, and why the if onlys currently are still to an extent holding me hostage. I have been breaking free uh, due to changing my mindset and my grief therapy. But if you will travel back with me to, um, March 15, 2016, uh, when I lost my grandmother. When I lost my grandmother um, and, I, and I arrived at the hospital, and it and this is the thing, they gave us a call and they said, hey, you know, you guys have to get here. Um, it's not looking too good. And prior to that, we had, at least I'll speak for myself. I can't speak exactly how my family felt. I felt like we kind of had a little bit of control over the situation uh, because they were having us make certain decisions, but we were just being hesitant with that and saying, oh, you know, we'll get back and, and, and we'll go home and think about it and, and we'll talk about it and to decide whether we're going to continue her care or begin the hospice route to um, help make her as comfortable as possible. And we weren't able to make that decision. And so we're home uh, and her home, just mind you, to paint the picture is about maybe about two miles down the road from the hospital. And they gave us a call and they said, hey, you know, it's not looking too good. You guys might want to get here. So we, of course, rallied up in the cars and we and we jetted. And uh, by the time we got there, it was too late, you know, and 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 at that moment, everything became magnified. And, and I've talked about my experience and just how that made me feel. But that's not so much what I want to focus on today as much as I want to feel like when that happened, 
it was like, let the floodgates of the if only stop. I mean, start, excuse me, let the floodgates of the if only start. It was like instant, instant regret, instant guilt. It just was not enough time left in anything, in the day, in the month, in the moment. Like it just became like, wow, there's so much left unfinished. There's so much that we weren't able to do. And and more specifically for me, where I struggled with this was when my grandmother was sick, um, my father was as well, and they both were living in the same residence at the time. So if you can paint this picture in your mind and imagine that there's a split-level home, uh, there's an elderly woman upstairs not feeling too well, and there's a, a, eh, a young whippersnapper gentleman uh, downstairs, close to 60 years old at the time. I think he was about 57 in his room, uh, which was a converted garage, and uh, he's not doing well, already had been struggling with some different immune uh, system issues as well as, you know, lung issues. Um, they're not feeling well. And uh, my aunt, which is their, my grandmother's daughter and my dad's sister, uh, went over and she discovered that they weren't doing well. And she had no idea. We had no idea. And so once she called me and let me know, I instantly went over there. And um, they had, we, I became so focused on my dad because my dad had already shown signs of not doing well. So I kind of, if you will, thought that, and maybe this is me being naive, but I thought if anyone's going to die, it's going to be him first. Like I never, I just never thought that it would have been my grandmother. Uh, Nothing in my mind could have told me that. So that day, that was March 7th, I was so focused on my dad that it it was like I had this kind of, panic for sure, but a little bit of more of a nonchalant attitude towards my grandmother's care. And I think that, you know, denial has a grace. And that's another uh, episode that I have coming up that denial does have a grace to it. And at that moment, I was in denial now that I can look back, right, that nothing is going to happen to her. I know she's going to be all right. And so in my mind, the way I operated in that fight or flight, it was that my dad needed my immediate attention. And so I focused on convincing him, although he was kind of in and out of, you know, clear consciousness uh, to go to an urgent care. And so we were able to get him dressed uh, with the help of my family and uh, get him to an urgent care. Now, mind you, my grandmother still was not doing well. And I don't know if everyone else around me was aware or what the case was, but they were now focused on her health. So we've got so much going on under one roof. uh, And we finally get my dad to an urgent care. And immediately at urgent care, they say, this man needs to go to the hospital right now. So we get him in an ambulance. We rush him to, to Cooper Hospital. Now, mind you, my grandmother is still home, to my knowledge. I'm not thinking she's anywhere but home. And uh, we're going to Cooper. So we're there with my dad. And, you know, it's, it's busy there. So it's taking a while for everything to go on. Now I get a call that they are now rushing my grandmother to the hospital in the ambulance. Now, I can get a little emotional here because it's still obviously um, rough. It's been three years. But when I replay this because of the if onlys, this is where my guilt starts to build up. And I start to, again, feel um, like I'm being tough on myself because of the fact that I wasn't there. Now, it seems like how could someone, (laughs) how could it even be humanly possible for you to be in two places at the same time? But I still had the if only. If only I was there. I had to be there. I wasn't there, right? And listen, she was with my family, people who love her dearly, 
who are her children, who are, you know, just her family. It wasn't like she was on the side of the road with strangers and no one was there to take care of her. It, she was very well loved and taken care of. But I couldn't stop beating myself up because I wasn't there, you know, and, and, and I really struggled with that. And so I've got one person, my dad, and, and now I'm going to be getting into ICU and Cooper. My grandmother has now been checked into ICU at Kennedy. And so if you're in the South Jersey area or New Jersey area, or if you're not, they're about maybe 25 minutes without traffic uh, apart from each other. And I had to stay with my dad until he got a room. I mean, he was not doing well at all to the point where later that morning at about 1 or 2 a.m., the doctors gave me a call and say, hey, you got to make a decision. We have to put this, put a tube down his throat or he's not going to make it. And I had to make that decision right then. So, I mean, I'm talking about this situation was serious, okay? And even in that, I could not put myself in context. I could not look at it and say, hey, you did the best you could do in those circumstances. I can talk to you today here uh, on Monday, October the 14th about this, but in that moment, I could not. And, and many years after, I could not see that, hey, you were doing the best you could. You had your dad in ICU. You had your grandmom in ICU all on the same freaking day. And I just had so much uh, regret and so much guilt for no in particular reason, because what could I have actually done? And, and listen, audience, I hope you guys are right there with me and you can you can picture this because we you know we're around my table now. We're having this dialogue, you and I. And I want you to understand that you might have similar circumstances in your life as well, where you have been faced with a challenging situation, whether you were a caretaker for someone, a relative of someone, a friend who maybe didn't get a chance to call the person back or, you know, you didn't go see somebody that you said you were going to see. And then guess what? Life happened and it was too freaking late. But I want to tell you today, if nothing else, I am begging you. I am truly begging you from my soul and my core. Forgive yourself. I am asking you to give yourself permission to let it go. Like we have to do that at some point, because like I said in the beginning of this, and like I said on my social media, the if onlys will kill you. They will keep you stuck because in reality, we aren't going to be able to have that face-to-face -face conversation with these people. I cannot say to my grandmother in person, hey, grandma, I'm sorry I wasn't here when you got taken to the ambulance because you know why? It breaks my heart that you were in a situation that I could have shown up for you and I feel like I didn't show up for you. And when I learned through grief therapy and a deeper reason, grandma, why I feel like this is because I feel like you always showed up for me. I feel like you always showed up for me. And so that one time, maybe one of the scariest times of your life, I wasn't able to be there for you. And that kills me and it still kills me now, but it's gotten a little lighter because I know this one thing. She knows I would have been there if I could. And so I'm sure you guys have someone in your life, a situation in your life where if you can stop and just consciously think and tap in and tune into your loved one and the relationship that you had, and you might see the same thing. You know what? I know that so-and-so knows that I would have I never left them hanging. If they would have told me what was going on, I definitely would have been there. You know what I'm saying? So we got to really kind of lighten the load for ourselves and understand that these people in our life know what's up. Even if you weren't on good terms, if you really look back to the relationship when things were good, try to move from that that position, you know, and, I, and like I always say, I'm not a therapist. I don't have the credentials, but I'm always going to come at my audience 
and share with you. And my my validation and the reason why I am uh, um, qualified for this conversation is because I survived it. Okay, I didn't just go through it. It kicked my butt, but guess what? I survived it because of the love, because of the relationship. So the if onlys will not kill me. And I want you guys to repeat that wherever you are, because I'm sure no one is exempt from this. We all have regret. And I know we say, oh, I live a life with no regret. If you've lost a loved one, you have some questioning there because we're always going to feel like we could have did this. And if that would have went that way or if the doctors would have did this. So it's not only so much if only for the internal. You know, I struggled with that when it came to my dad um, in the hospital, too. Feeling like, you know, well, and, and if he would have went to this hospital or if he would have went there. And I had a, a, a nurse, the head of the nursing department, straight up tell me, listen, it doesn't matter where you take him. The level of illness that he is dealing with, cancer is killing him. Like, it doesn't matter. And as hard as that truth was for her to tell me, it really helped me navigate because I was doubting myself. That is hard. You got somebody's life, literally, not just somebody. I had my dad's life in my freaking hands. So every decision that I made, I felt like I got to move crucially here because I don't want to wake up one day and say, oh, should I do that? And guess what I did? Even after it all, I will randomly be driving with my wife and I would say, that was the right decision to put him in hospice, right? Like, what do you mean was that the right decision to put him in hospice? Yes. The man was ill. He was really in a lot of pain. So you made the best decision along with your family, you know, and your brothers, and, and you made that decision. So why are you still thinking about it? Because the if onlys will kill you. And so I'm working through it. I've gotten a lot better, and I want to encourage you to do the same because if you do not let it go, it will kill you. And I want to give you this as, as a, a resource and something that, listen, maybe you don't rock with God, right? Maybe you're not a believer, but I'm a believer, and I, and I will talk about God on my show and it's very important for me to do that. And so I want to say the serenity prayer. And if you know it, let's get it. If you don't, you're going to learn it today. You're going to learn today um, about this. And and I live by this, man. Listen, when I'm starting to lose it and feeling like I can't control this and I don't know what's going on, I lean to the serenity prayer because I always ask God to grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can. And most importantly, right here, guys, this is where the if only will mess you up, the wisdom to know the difference. So know the difference between what's yours and what's God's, right? And if you believe that God has a plan greater than what you can imagine and that you also, that you, if you could have done things differently, you would have, but you didn't, right? Like for whatever reason. And maybe it's not always that sweet. Maybe you were angry at somebody and you weren't talking to them and you feel like it was petty and this and that. But what can you do now? The only thing you can do now is to forgive yourself. Ask them for forgiveness as well. And try to think about what they would have said. Try to play the dialogue out. Maybe it would have went this way. Maybe it would have went that way. And still navigate through that. And that's, again, why I extremely I advocate for mental health uh, therapy and counseling for these exact reasons. Because they will help you to work through this. My therapist has helped me to work through this. you got to write letters. You've got to you know, talk, you got to figure it out, guys, you cannot keep it inside. And if you don't feel comfortable speaking out loud, then maybe you got to write it down. Maybe you need to journal it, maybe you need to get these things out. Because like I said, in the beginning, the if only's will kill you. So the serenity prayer, I will drop that in the show notes and make sure that we have that for you guys for a resource. I want you to forgive yourself. I want you to love on yourself. And I, and I want you to really keep yourself in context. 
you know, for the rest of the week, right? If anything comes in your way and you start to feel like you wish you could have or this and that, really look at everything. Because if you're anything like myself, you might get tunnel vision when it comes to your experience and only see how you are currently, you know, and only see your flaws and where you didn't show up, how you would have wanted yourself to show up, right? And so you beat yourself up. But if you say, you know what? I was going through some shit. Like life was tough. I mean, part of my language, but I, I, I can't talk about my experience over the last six years in any way, but I was going through some shit and I got through it. And so can you, but we cannot do that. If we keep the, if only they're going to keep us stuck and we're not going to do that. We're going to lean in. We're going to grieve and grow guys. I want to jump into the in love and memory segment here. It's a part of our show. If you are not familiar with it, where we love to humanize and shout out our loved ones that have gone on. It is so important because I think a lot of times when we lose people, we feel like the world has forgotten about them. Um, at times, we might beat ourselves up and feel like because we're not doing this and that or, you know, honoring them in certain ways, maybe we feel like we forgot about them, right? But on our show, we want to give you guys a platform and an opportunity to hear your loved one's name shouted out. And we're going to send love today. Uh, our In Love and Memory segment goes to Janessa Santiago. Uh, her mother sent this in. Uh, so we want to send in love and memory to her. We want to put condolences out to the entire Santiago family from the grief bully here. Uh, we we love everything that you guys are doing in her honor, honor excuse me, in her memory uh, with her foundation. Uh, I will leave some information about that in our show notes for you to tap in with the family and just, you know, get behind them, support them. Uh, she was pretty young, I believe, 23 years old um, at the time. So we definitely want to send our love up to you guys. And uh, yeah. That's our love and memory segment. So if you guys are interested, please feel free to send us an email at thegriefbully at gmail.com subject line in love and memory segment, and we will be able to um, shout them out for you. So I got to go into our inspirational boost, which is brought to us by our sponsors, Adina J Designs. If you see the visual part of this, I am rocking the custom Adina J hoodie. Uh, they are launching their clothing line and brand November 1st. But our sponsors over at Adina J Designs, they may create and inspire us through decorated apparel, wood signs, uh, tumblers, custom. Every, I mean, they are so dope over there. Uh, wood signs, wedding signs, baby onesie stations. They do it all. Uh, please, I encourage you to follow them on Instagram and Facebook at I, excuse me, I'm saying my own name. Please follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Adina J Designs, A-D-E-N-A-J-A-Y Designs, D-E-S-I. GNS. Again, that's Adina J Designs on Facebook and Instagram. Go check them out. They got an online shop. They got a lot of good things going over there. They sponsor our inspirational boost. It is a part of our show where we like to, again, our show comes out on Mondays. So I want to leave you guys with something thought provoking or just positive for the week. And uh, it's always going to be found in the show notes as well. Uh, this week's quote is I was within and without simultaneously enchanted and repelled by the inexhaustible Variety of Life, The Great Gatsby. Wow, that's so perfect and so timely for it that, I mean, really think about that, that the inexhaustible variety of life. And if the if onlys aren't exhausting and just can really wear you down where you're within and without, like a double mind can't find peace, guys. So we got to figure something out here. Continue to lean in, continue to grieve and grow. Listen, it's been a long day. I am so happy to have been before you today. I thank you guys for all your love and support. I'm going to always ask you to subscribe, subscribe to the show, share the show with someone in your life that you think it can help. You guys have been doing a lot of sharing, and I truly appreciate. Leave a review if you have uh, some time on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Please drop us a five-star review. Uh, and again, 
I am your host, Jay Nicole, guys. Please, I welcome you to follow me on Instagram at I underscore AM underscore Jay Nicole. I'll talk to you guys next time. As always, you already know, love and light. Peace.